Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness here on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colac and District, 88.7 FM if you're around the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. And as of today, we'll also be a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bit different. So, uh... My name's Joff, for those who haven't uh, met us before on Afternoon Delight. So this is a show all about sweet treats and afternoon things. And uh, so each week I'm joined by young Max. How's it going, Max? Good. Good? Yeah. Yeah? How's your week been? Pretty good. Pretty good. We're uh, back into school mode now. Yeah. Yeah. You're uh, battling through? Yeah. Nothing too strenuous? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, uh What's the last term normally mean for you? Um... Do you get Fun extra homework? Fun and games. No oh. homework. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm coming to your school. <laughs> now, uh, we, we should uh, introduce ourselves lolly-wise. So, uh, what is your favouritest of favourite um, sweet treats? Are the mint flavour things mm-hmm. or Turkish Delight? Yeah, see, Turkish Delight for me too. We're kind of uh, twins in that regard. I don't mind mint things, but you are definitely the king of mint when it comes to this show. Um, and uh, you've brought along a friend today. Yeah, Which I is have. good timing. Would you like to introduce them? It's Jessie. Hello, Jessie. Hello. How's it going? Good, thank you. Uh, do you have a favourite sweet treat? Probably Turkish Delight as well. Oh, wow. I love them. See, it's it's quite a divisive uh, lolly or sweet treat, whatever you want to call it, because... Um, People either like it or really don't like it. You get those people that like it, like us, <laughs> or uh, those that then say, how can you even like that? Uh, so this podcast will go up each week after uh, it's gone to air live, which means that some of the things that we do, people have to play along at home a little bit later on. So if you're texting in things, um, you can do so by uh, texting 0439 329 713, which is what we've got uh, giggling away in the background there or uh, you can head to the afternoon delight ocrfm lolly facebook page yeah that's where we post up a lot of questions and stuff from uh, from the show so we better get uh, get underway then and find out what is in our yum box Okay, so each week on Afternoon Delight, we have uh, what is called the Yum Box. It's a box of treats from all around the world. Yep. We get a secret clue as to what is in that box, and we're just coming to the end of uh, the one that we're on at the moment, so we'll be able to share the clue of the new one uh, right after this. So what country are we visiting at the moment, Max? Turkey. Turkey. 
How good, because we like a Turkish delight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what are some of the things we've had in over the past week or so, or past couple of weeks? Corn snacks with grilled kebab, kebab flavour. Mm-hmm. Chocolate and vanilla sponge cake with orange filling. Chips with mustard taco seasoning. Sugar candies in strawberry bergamot. Mm-hmm. Or orange chocolate flavour. We had the choc orange, didn't we? Yeah. That was pretty different. <laughs> and uh, so we've got three things left in the box we're going to finish off today. Uh, what's been your favourite out of the box so far? So far it's probably been the um, sugar candies and strawberry bergamot or orange chocolate flavour. Yeah, they were pretty nice. They kind of melted in your mouth. Yeah. So, what have we got today? It's a uh, Turkish delight with carrot, pistachio and coconut. Mm-hmm. Mosaic cookies with chocolate cream filling. Cracker chips with mixed spices. Yum, 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 yum. Okay, then. Well, let's uh, kick off with, with one of those things. Are you saving the best or last? Are you going to open up with it? Best or last. <laughs> okay. So, what are we starting off with? Um... The cracker chips with mixed spices. Okay. So, package-wise, it's looking like a regular kind of packet of chips. Comes in the foil seal pack. It's got uh, green packaging. For me, that screams chicken chips, because <laughs> I'm very much brought up on the, you know, Lay's and Samboy and stuff like that. But uh, it's a much smaller chip. Yeah. It's about the size of a 20 cent piece, and they're all yeah, very it's uniform. Like, it's round. And yeah, it's, it's extremely round. Um, slight divots in it, and then a light coating of the seasoning. It smells like chicken chips. It does, yeah. Yes. So it's, it's very much in my wheelhouse of uh, the, the chicken um, chips that I've kind of been brought up on here in Australia. I wonder what they say about uh, these crispy chips, the cracker chips with mixed spice on them. So d- they're asking the question here from uh, the Universal Yum pack. Do you love plain, boring snacks? No. No? How about you, Jesse? No, not really. Okay, well, thank goodness for that, because this is... The complete opposite. <laughs> Every nook and cranny of these rigid rounds is packed with baharat, which is a blend of spices that is insanely popular across the Middle East. Uh, baharat literally means spices in Arabic. So these that's why they're spice chips. Um, you can think of this exotic spice in a mixture you might think of, um, if you come from America, maybe pumpkin spice, which is oh. three or four different spices all mixed together under the one uh, name. Because each blend uses the same different spices for baharat. It's onion powder, parsley, garlic, thyme, and paprika. Every chef uses different proportions, but they are the main ingredients in baharat. To um, us, this crunchy yum definitely favours one of those spices over the others, because apparently the people who created the crispy chips are very uh, fond of thyme. So be, be aware of that when you pop it in your mouth. There's going to be an overpowering taste of that particular spice. Okay. Um, but, yeah, only one way to find out. <laughs> Into the mouth. What are you thinking? That's good. They're crunchy. sounding pretty crunchy. Yep. 
Is there a particular flavour that stands out for you over onion powder, parsley, garlic, thyme or paprika? I don't know what spice that is. I have no idea. No idea? I'm definitely getting thyme. I don't think I've had thyme, so I don't know. It's one of those ones that kind of sneaks into your food as just a background taste. It's not overly popular in uh, kind of Western dishes, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it's got a real back-of-your-throat tang- tingle. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I get that too. But I see what they mean about the the flavours within every single ridge. Like, um, as you said, the chicken chip kind of thing uh, for Australian taste buds, this has got, yeah, really salty... Yeah. Taste because of the onion salt and the yeah different spices to it. Mhm. But uh, you're a fan of that. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. It's kind of like a chicken in a biscuit style thing, you know those little um, uh, or, or even the kangaroo shaped puffed um, yeah, jumpies. Yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. So if you've had those before, it's got that kind of consistency. The um, the chips themselves are made out of a wheat flour as opposed to a, a um, potato chip. So it's more a, a biscuit, I guess, than a a chip. And after you've had it, you get like a spice in the, on your mm. tongue. Yeah, the base of, <laughs> base of your tongue there. So uh, that is the Ulka Crispy Tutili Cracker Baharati. And, uh, yeah, thumbs up, <laughs> thumbs down? Yeah. Two thumbs up. I like it. Yep. And one question. How do you pronounce the names every week? Me, practice. <laughs> <laughs> or just fudge your way through. Okay. <laughs> Next up, we have the Lush Cocoa Cream Mosaic Cookies. So these are mosaic cookies with a chocolate cream filling. They look nice. Um, the Baharat uh, that we've just had is quite a... Um, it coats your mouth in spice. Um... Turkey also boasts plenty of different innovations. So um, chocolate is something we probably don't associate Turkey with, or even the Middle East, um, I guess, because uh, when you think Middle East, you think desert. Do cocoa beans grow in the desert? Not really. But during the last century, chocolate has begun to earn the appreciation of Middle Easterners, especially those in Turkey. As the bridge between Europe and Asia, Turkey is often the first country in the Middle East to hear about European innovations, and then they turn them into something unique. So these cookies that they've created um, come from the Venus Company. They've only been in business for four years, but in that time, they've put a totally new spin on the European style of biscuit or cookie. Um, what do you notice when you look at it? They're um, brown and white. Mm-hmm. Striking. You know, I think it's America, those red and white lollies mm-hmm. in that type. Yeah, the kind of like the, the barbershop pole style swirl. Yeah. That's what this is, except, yeah, as you say, chocolate and vanilla um, colourings. Uh, the cookie shell has a unique villa chocolate, vanilla and chocolate swirl, while the inside has creamy chocolate in it. So, this is like, yeah, cream-filled biscuit. When we do it, we have to have two biscuits with cream kind of sandwiched between it. They've got it infused in the middle. Yeah. But from the outside, you could not tell that. No. 
It just looks like a plain biscuit. It does. So have a bite on that. Let us know what you think. <laughs> mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. And so inside looks to be kind of a yeah creamy chocolate centre. Mm-hmm. And a dark chocolate mm. or milk chocolate. It almost tastes a bit like nut eggs. It looks like dark chocolate. It does, yeah. Yeah, it does have that kind of Nutella-y look to it. Yeah. And it, yes, it's quite um, ooey-gooey for a, a mm. biscuit. In fact, if you break the biscuit down, <laughs> you get um, <laughs> consistency almost of a caramello koala. Yeah. Mm. But you've got the nut pieces through the, the crushed chocolate cream as well. Yeah. It tastes hazelnutty. It does, yeah. So as opposed to it being a chocolate... It does say chocolate cream filling, but because it's, yeah, crushed cocoa, you get that um, very intense Nutella-y sort of... Mm. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What are we giving it? Um, I'm giving it two thumbs up. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm the same. I think. You're the same? Okay. We're all-round winners here. Finally... Now, <laughs> you were asking before if I can pronounce the names. This is a Turkish delight with carrot, pistachio, and coconut bar. Its uh, official Turkish name is Kievki Fistikul Kurziri. And I'm not going to try and say that again. But uh, you can't even begin to imagine the lengths that uh, the Yum Box went to. It's a very unique combination. Um, it's a very special version of Turkish Delight called Taziri, which is made specifically in Gazetatep, which is a city located close to the borders of Iraq and Syria. Even though the chewy carrot might seem a little bit nutty to our taste, both literally and figuratively, um, it's a snack that many folk who live in the southernmost section of Turkey enjoy every single day. So whether you're celebrating your uh, Saziri or cursing us for sending you uh, carrots, know that each bite you are getting a true taste of the Middle East in this particular bar. If they can get it open. You look like you're uh, struggling <laughs> there. So it, it comes packaged a bit like a, a muesli bar. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're struggling a bit there. Oh. Uh, it feels a lot more pliable, though, because... Uh, it's Turkish Delight, which is... Oh, that looks weird. I wonder if it's like a rose Turkish Delight. Oh, okay, it comes in a little plastic tray as well. That's cool. That was what was making it... Um, and it's covered in coconut too. Yes. Why do you think it would be covered in coconut? To so make it not sticky. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> but it makes you coconutty. It does make you very coconutty. Covered in coconut. Okay, so uh, it's about, what, 10 centimetres long and a couple of centimetres wide there? Yeah. Um... Very reminiscent of kind of an Uncle Toby's uh, looking muesli bar, but because it's made out of Turkish delight. 12 metres long. 12 metres long. Centimetres. <laughs> 12 centimetres long <laughs> and 3 centimetres wide. Oh, I was not too bad at estimating that. It'd be good if it was 12 metres long. That would, don't, wouldn't fit in the studio. Mm. Um, so, yeah, quite. Um, mm. How are you going to divide this one up? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so we'll try and uh, snap some off because um, the base of it is very, very... Squishy. Squishy. You've got to kind of snap and twist as opposed to 
pull apart. Uh, pull apart, yeah. So, considering we're all fans of Turkish Delight, I'm assuming this is going to be a two thumbs up all round. But, um, oh, there goes all the coconut. <laughs> Send in the vacuum cleaner. Okay, so um, it's going to have pistachio nut through it too. Looking at it, um, I'm predicting this is going to be one of the chewiest things we've had on this show. It looks like the dried, the inside of dried apricot. Yeah. Yes, 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 very much so, with bits of pistachio through it. I yeah. a bit like that too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's almost dried fruit consistency as well. Mm. Extremely chewy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You look like you're um, <laughs> about to lose a tooth there with all the chewing, Max. What's your first thoughts on the taste? Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good. Probably not the... Like, I know it's very traditional Turkish delight. Kind of that rosewater taste um, of Turkish delight. It takes a few bites to actually get the Turkish delight flavour. Mm. And then... And it takes about few hundred chews to get it down your throat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sold on it, to be honest. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's nice, but the coconut is a bit too overpowering. Mm. And I can't, even though I can see the pistachio, I'm not getting that nutty taste that I assumed I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about the carrot? I forgot there was carrot in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all of a sudden eating vegetables and don't realise it. Yeah. I can just see a piece of carrot. Not much, but it's in there. I think, yeah, I'm probably getting more a taste of carrot than Turkish Delight, to be honest. It's kind of carrot juice flavour. I think the colour, um, the orange colour comes from the carrot. I think yeah. so, yeah. So then, anything else that uh, tickles your fancy with this one? Not much. I was really looking forward to it. Yeah. It's not that I don't like carrot, and it's not like I don't like Turkish Delight, but uh, they've, they've let me down here. Mm. So then... Uh, Thumbs up, thumbs down? One thumb up. Only the one? Yeah. How about you, Jess? Um, yeah. <laughs> one for you too. Okay, well, we'll take a quick break here on Afternoon Delight. We'll be back with more uh, right after this. Kids Kingdom, come for a play or stay all day. Enjoy coffee and a sweet treat or lunch from our full on-site cafe menu. Book a party in one of our three colourful party rooms. Inquire today, 52315633. Kids Kingdom, proud sponsor of Afternoon Delight on OCR FM. It is time on Afternoon Delight for us to uh, focus on this week's topic. Now, uh, what are we focusing on today, Max? M&M's. M&M's. Do you know anything about M&M's? What are some fun facts or uh, memories that you have of M&M's? They come in lots of different colours. They do. And do you know something special about the colours in the bags or the outside packaging in the bags? Don't know. Uh, um, it's 
like a theme of what of what's inside. Flavor. Yeah. So yeah. each coloured bag represents a different flavour. Yeah. So the red bag has the chocolate. The yellow bag has the peanut. The isn't gl- chocolate in every single one? It is. Yes. Yeah. Very <laughs> good point. Uh, but there is just plain chocolate. Uh, purple is the minis, like a kind of a light violet colour. And orange is honeycomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they come out with so many different uh, variations over the years. Um, M&Ms were kind of the reason that we invented the What's New segment on uh, Afternoon Delight because instead of constantly revisiting what are M&Ms, uh, we just have a look at uh, the different new flavours that are out there because yeah. uh, there have been so many over the years. Um, and particularly on this show, we started back in 2013. Uh, we've had so many different incarnations of, of new flavours for uh, M&Ms. It's just crazy. But uh, do you have a favourite M&M flavour? Oh, I don't know. Don't know? Not really? I haven't really tried many. Haven't tried many? No. There are so many out there. I'm a fan of peanut butter, to be honest. Um, they're not really a, a massive seller in uh, in Australia. But, uh, yeah, it's just something about the, the sweet and salty uh, that I really, really like. But um, let's take a look at uh, M&M's. They are a colourful button-shaped chocolate that is coated on the outside with a candy shell and then on the inside has a different filling, whether it be just plain chocolate, as we said. Or other things. Or other variations, yeah. Um, the closest we've got to an Australian variety would be Smarties. So uh, for anyone that's never seen an M&M, the thing that uh, puts them apart from that would be on the outside, what's printed on it? S. And... Mm. S. For M&M's, it's it, M. It's M. You're thinking Skittles. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, there's a really bad joke. Why did the guy get fired from the M&M factory? He, he kept S on it? No, he kept throwing out the WWs. <laughs> Get that one, Max? No. no. It's M. If you, if you put M oh. the other way around, it's a W. So, uh, Forrest Mars Sr., who was the son of the Mars Company founder, Frank Mars, uh, actually copied the idea for M&Ms back in the 1930s during the Spanish Civil War. He saw the British-made Smarties being eaten in the camps and realised that it stopped the chocolate from melting. So he received a patent for his process on the 3rd of March 1914 and began producing in a factory in 1941 located at Badger Avenue in Clifton Hill, New Jersey. When the company was founded, it was M&M Limited. The two M's represent Forrest Mars Sr., who is the founder of the Mars Company, and uh, Bruce Murray, now, his name has popped up on this show before. He was the son of Hershey Chocolates president, William F. Murray. So he had a 20% share in the product. So M&M uh, is representative of the two founders of the chocolate. Um, the arrangement allowed the candies to be made with the Hershey chocolate because Hershey had control of all rations back during the, uh, the war years. So Mars weren't really creating their own chocolate during that time. Uh, it was only Hershey chocolate that was being sent out to the soldiers. The company's first big customer, of course, during the war would have been the US Army. And uh, they were tr- 
trying to invent ways to allow soldiers to carry chocolate in the tropical climates without it melting. So during World War II, that's the only people who were allowed to buy chocolate was the army. If you're a citizen on the streets, no chocolate for you. All the chocolate was reserved for the soldiers. Uh, The resulting demand for the candies caused an increase in production and the company had to move its factory to a bigger um, home and that is where it remained until 1958 in uh, New Jersey on North 12th Street in Newark. Um, Today about half the production of M&Ms occur in New Jersey and the other half occur in a Tennessee factory. Um, In 1949 they introduced their tagline which is it melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Have you heard that before? Yes. Yeah. It's um, a, quite a recognisable slogan and one that they've stuck with since 1949. Then in 1950, they started printing that M on the outside of the shell. Before that, they were pretty much identical to Smarties. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, in the early 1950s, uh, Midwest, Midwest Research um, worked on behalf of M&Ms to perfect a process whereby the chocolate centres would be coated um, throughout the hour and they invented the peanut M&M in 1954. Um, back then, though, it was it only came in one colour. So it was a tan colour on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, by 1960, M&Ms added the yellow, red and green colours to, you know, spice up the packet. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say taste the rainbow because... Uh, that skittles <laughs> um the color orange was added to the mix to replace red in 1976 because there was a big red dye scare at the time um with red dye number two and red ni- dye number four having been evaluated as carcinogenic and possibly uh causing diseases so instead of um continuing on with the product they changed the color um, although M&Ms were made with less controversial dye in 19, uh, 1987, um, they reintroduced the colour um, as red dye number 40. The public was very wary still of uh, red food colouring. And it made it back onto the shelf with a little bit of controversy at the time. How many red dye colours are there? There are... Heaps, <laughs> heaps and heaps and heaps, each of them being a different um, part of the, the spectrum. So these days, most red food colourings uh, that are natural actually come from crushing up uh, a beetle shell. Yeah. Oh. Uh, cochineal. That's um, what they do at Sovereign Hill. Yeah, yeah. So they try not to use artificial colours too much because to get a brilliant red... Um, it's, yeah, possibly cancer-causing. Mm-hmm. So instead, we'll go with a less intense red colour and make sure that it's safe and healthy. Yes. Um, by the 1980s, M&Ms were then introduced to an international market. They weren't uh, just around America anymore. Where do you think they started sending M&Ms? Australia? Yep. Yes, probably. Mm-hmm. England? Yeah, around Europe, yep. Mm. Is there more? There's a couple more spots, yeah. Uh, um... Far and wide. So they've gone to the UK, Australia, um, Canada, Hong Kong, Japan, and Malaysia. Okay. So they're literally spreading out across the entire world. 
M&M Royals were marketed in the early 1980s with an advertising campaign that said, now chocolate's got a whisper of mint. And Max became happy. (laughs) (laughs) They were coloured pale green or brown and showed a crown instead of the M&M logo on the outside of the shell. Although they were marketed and then withdrawn in the 1960s, there was also an armoured-scented M&M. It became available as a limited release back in 1988, uh, mainly around the Christmas and Easter times, kind of limited edition, but they became a standard part of the American product line again in 1992. And then, in the early 90s, they started just adding more and more flavours. So um, they launched the holiday chocolate candy for Easter and Christmas, with the Easter ones having either a bunny, a chicken, or an egg symbol on some pastel-coloured shells, so kind of a light pink, green, or purple colour, maybe yellow as well. The Christmas candied had a pine tree, a bell, or a candle on just red and green shells, kind of the Christmas colours. And uh, you'll be happy to know, Max, they also added a... A special mint flavour for Christmas. Yay! <laughs> um, in 1991, peanut butter MMs were released, and they have a little peanut butter inside the chocolate, inside the shell. So it's kind of three layers of uh, that. I'm so greedy. That's probably why I like <laughs> them the most. Um, in 1995, the tan MMs were discontinued and were replaced with a blue colour. Oh. Mm. To introduce the new colour, the Home Shopping Network televised a promotional video uh, with John Watson becoming the first man to wear the famous blue M&M suit. <laughs> they had M&M minis introduced in 1996. Crispies came in 1999, which are slightly larger than the milk chocolate variety and have a crispy wafer centre. So it's not the shell that's crispy, it's the inside. Because oh. I always thought it was the other way around. Um, then more flavours like pretzel were introduced in 2010, uh, the M&M chocolate bar was released in 2013, and then the mega M&Ms released in 2014. Sounds good. They were ogre-sized. They came out with a bit of a promotion with Shrek. <laughs> uh, they were kind of 20-cent piece-sized M&Ms. Oh, they're big. Wow. So there were less of them in the packet, but massive size, a lot more chocolate. Um, the M&M cookie was introduced in the United States in 2016, and then in um, 2016 they had a flavour vote where fans could vote for either Honey Nut, Coffee Nut, or Chili Nut M&Ms. What do you think was the winner of that one? Coffee, Honey Nut. It was Coffee Nut, yes. Max got it. <laughs> so uh, Tony Hale uh, announced the winner for that one. Never really made it to Australia, though. Very much an American thing. In April 2017, uh, here in Australia, six different varieties of the M&M chocolate block were introduced. There's milk chocolate, strawberry, crispy, hazelnut, crispy mint, and almond. And as of this year, uh, three new flavours have been added to the uh, permanent shelf, which is English toffee, Mexican jalapeno, and Thai coconut. So... uh, Big variety. Very big variety indeed. All those different varieties um, at the moment will see a bit of a limited shelf life uh, over in America before they're possibly rolled out here in Australia. 
Um, and then throughout the year, as we said, lots of different flavours for special events like uh, Australia Day. Here we had lamington flavoured M&Ms. Yeah. Uh, there's also hot cross bun flavour we've had before. Mm-hmm. There's different fruit um, flavours and dessert flavours. <laughs> like, they just keep putting out more and more and more. A uh, little bit of trivia for you. In 1982, the Mars Candy Company rejected a movie offer to feature their product in an alien film. So in the film, uh, the main character, who was an alien trying to make its way home, was going to leave, uh, follow a trail of candy that had been left by a human to try and coax it to come near. Do you know what uh, what candy actually won, I guess you'd call it? M&M's? It wasn't M&M's. So M&M's, uh, were, they, the movie producer, Steven Spielberg, specifically asked, would they uh, would they let M&M's in his movie? And they said, oh, we're not really interested, thanks. Reese's Pieces from Hershey were oh. used instead. Uh-huh. So it, a lot of people uh, here in Australia assumed it was M&M's because we didn't have Reese's Pieces, but Reese's Pieces are a little bit bigger and they come specifically in yellow, brown and orange. So the film was E.T. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and apparently, uh, with the movie's blockbuster success, Hershey outsold M&M's because of it. 300%. Um, some more fun facts about M&M's. They were the first candy to get into space. Oh. Cool. Hmm. So, um, uh, in 1981, NASA deemed them candy-coated chocolates... And uh, they went into orbit, avo- went into orbit uh, as part of the Columbia mission. Cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And of course, because they don't melt. It's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Righty, Hody. Well, we'll take a quick break here on Afternoon Delight. And if you've got some fun facts you want to share, you can uh, text in 0439 329 713. What's your favourite memories of uh, M&M's? And uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. Okie dokie, and afternoon delight. It is time for us to go head to head. To head to head to head, like there's so many heads in this debate today. It's not just a, a head off <laughs> two flavours, because as we said, M&Ms come in so many different flavours, it's just crazy. Yeah. So uh, we've got a bag of mixed M&Ms here. Going to do a bit of a lucky dip, I guess. And uh, so in the bag of mixed, we have peanut, crispy and chocolate. So off the top, you weren't quite sure what your favourite M&M flavour was already, Max? Yeah. And Jesse, you said you hadn't really tasted that many different flavours before. No, I haven't. So are you ready to uh, have your mind blown? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. So, uh, Max, you've got a few oh, there. And Jesse's got a few there. Nice work. <laughs> okay, so our first ones, um, similar to Smarties, they're just your regular run-of-the-mill chocolate. So they're... Small, button-shaped, crispy shell, got an M on the outside. What's your thoughts? Down the hatch. Savour the flavour. 
Jesse's mulling it over. Is different. Um, colours, different flavours. Now, not necessarily. So it's actually more size for uh, for okay. this ones. And there's different shapes too. Yeah. So the bigger ones will be the peanut. Mhm. And then you'll have a crispy shell version, uh, which are kind of rounder, I guess. So inside the largest one will be a peanut center, and inside the medium-sized one is like a, a rice crisp. So chomp and chew and let me know what you got. I think that one was a peanut. Yep. <laughs> you can usually tell from um, the the center. Yeah, because it sort of got a bit harder. Mm-hmm. Does it give you kind of a bit of a peanutty taste? Mm. Kind of peanut butterish. Yeah. And yet not peanut butter. Because <laughs> that is a completely different flavour. I like the peanut. You're liking the peanut ones? Mm. Okay. You're lucky you're not anaphylactic because uh, I've got to be very careful. I often take these when we do scout yeah. uh, hikes and Hunter. stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, so some kids these days, peanuts are outlawed. Like my brother. Mm-hmm. Mm. But uh, yeah, they're they're my preferably my favourite, mm. the the peanut ones. Have you had the crispy one? Um, don't think so. So peanut has a very definite peanut centre. The crispy is kind of rounder, I think. Mm. I say as I finish off a peanut one. <laughs> so we're kind of uh, all in consensus then. Yeah. Peanut being the best? Uh-huh. Yeah, I reckon. Now, the best thing about uh, the new M&M packages is that they come with a zip-off kind of resealable thing, so you don't have to eat them all at once. Yeah. <laughs> because nutrition-wise, um, you know, you shouldn't be downing an entire package of these. Apparently, there are five servings per pack with a serving size of 25 grams out of a, uh, a pack which is 130 grams all up. Um, so we'll have a look at a couple of other different flavours. The dark blue packaging is caramel. caramel. Now, they probably had to go this way because they're already using a caramel colour for their other bags <laughs> that outdone themselves. But um, these are a little bit larger than your run-of-the-mill M&Ms. Oh, yeah, they are quite big. Yeah. <laughs> Some are bigger than others. Yeah. Like my green one. Yep. And some it's huge. Oh, that's huge. And uh, so when you bite into those, let me know what you get. Oh. Got a bit of a crunch to them. Gooey. Gooey centre. Caramel. Yep. <laughs> so is it like a caramello koala consistency or something different? It's, it's like... It's um, sort of crunchy because of the shell. The, um, the, the shell. It's like a toffee centre. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So even though you know it's caramel because it stretches out, it's got that taffy consistency, mm. uh, it's still got, yeah, very uh, much a crunch to it. How does that compare to the uh, the regular, the crispy or the... I like that one more than the normal chocolate one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like these more. Yep. Well then, uh, one last one to add to the uh, confectionery debate today. These are the most recent... Uh, new-on-the-shelf ones, and it's very debatable what flavour they actually are. They are tropical. Ah. <laughs> so they are M&Ms with 
a thin crisp shell. Now I want to know what um, what flavour is tropical. Their colours are yellow, white, and, and green. green, and they're small too. They're back to your regular M and M size. But exactly what flavour is tropical? I know what flavour the yellow ones are. Mm-hmm. Pineapple. You think they're pineapple? Oh yeah, probably. I think the um, green ones, apple. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Is that tropical? Could be. Yes. And I've no idea what white is. Could be coconut. Could be coconut. Might be coconut. So we have had these on the floor. We had a big debate as to what flavour tropical is. What's coconut? coconut? Green's good. Green's good. Is it like a mango, um, perhaps? No? It's sweet. Can't really pick out which what it is. What flavour it is. Mm. <laughs> it's just candy-coated, chocolatey flavour. <laughs> um... And what are you going for with the uh, yellow? Yellow's definitely pineapple. Yeah, I reckon so too. Okay. So yellow, pineapple, green, not quite sure, white, coconut. Mm-hmm. Placing them in ranking order, what uh, what are you going with? With traditional chocolate M&M's, peanut M&M's, crispy, caramel and tropical. How are you ranking them? Um, pretty sure green's mango. Pretty sure green's mango? Yeah. No, I, I like green. Green and pineapple. The yellow and white, because I don't like coconut much. No, yep. me neither. Okay, then. Well, we'll uh, put that to the vote up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Let us know what is your favourite flavour of M&M's. Have we touched on it? Have we not yet? Because there are so many out there. Uh, 0439 329 713. Or you can jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page and uh, let us know there. We'll be back after this with our sweetest tune, so don't go anywhere. On Afternoon Delight, it's time for the sweetest tune. Now, uh, there's a very obvious choice that we could have gone with for M&M's, and that is the singer called Eminem. But we didn't want to go that obvious today. Uh, Who have we chosen instead? M2M. M2M. So this was a Norwegian pop duo uh, of Marit Larsen and Marion Raven, who had been friends since the age of five, and formed a music duo when they were just eight years old. Mm-hmm. Mm. So how old are you now, Max? Ten. Ten. Eleven. Jessen, you're eleven. So you could have been pop princesses by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they released their first album when uh, they were eleven and twelve under the name Merritt and Marion. Um, then, after signing with Atlantic Records in 1998, they changed their name to M2M. Their debut single, Don't Say You Love Me, was a critical and commercial success, and to this day it still remains their biggest hit. Um, and this is what it sounds like. Got introduced to you by Fran. You were cute and all that. Baby, you set the trend. Yes, you did. The next thing I know, we're down at the cinema. We're sitting there, he said you love me. What's that about? I 
on Afternoon Delight. That was our sweetest tune, Don't Say You Love Me by M2M. Not quite as controversial as Eminem. Much more radio friendly. Yeah. Uh, it's time on Afternoon Delight for our recipe. <laughs> Radio Max, what are we cooking up today? Chocolate, peppermint, M&M fudge. Okie dokie. So uh, this is a no-bake stovetop. What do we need? Three cups of semi-sweet chocolate chips, one can of sweetened condensed milk, a cup of crushed peppermint M&Ms, two teaspoons of peppermint Dixie dust. So that can be just any sort of, yeah, confectioner's sugar style stuff. <laughs> In a medium saucepan over low heat, melt the chocolate chips and milk until smooth. Remove from heat. Stir in the M&Ms and pixie dust until complete incorporated. Then spread the mixture of evenly into a parchment paper lined um, pan or glass dish if you wish place additional M&M's evenly across the mixture pressing gently to make sure they're place the container in the fridge and chill until set about 2 hours Remove from the fridge and gently lift up the parchment paper to remove the fudge from the pan. If the fudge is too hard to remove, let it sit out of room temperature for about half an hour and then remove it from the pan and slice it into squares too easy and we'll stick a copy of that recipe up on the uh, Afternoon Delight Facebook page if you want to have a go at that at home. Seems uh, easy enough that even I could possibly do it. (laughs) Uh, We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this to uh, wrap up the show by unwrapping the Kinder Surprise. On Afternoon Delight, it is time for us to open up our Kinder Surprise, which we do to uh, wrap up the show each week, just in case this is the first time you've heard us on the podcast. So uh, Max is peeling back the uh, the shell there. We're down to the capsule. What have we got inside? It looks like kangaroo or bunny. Okay. Uh, oh, it's already almost pre-made, except... <laughs> <laughs> to fit it in, they've oh, kind of put the head in the pouch. Okay, that's weird. So it's, three oh, it's a kangaroo with a little joey. Yeah, three pieces and all slots together. That's pretty cute. Oh, too easy. Yeah. So it's a light brown kangaroo, little tan joey. 
And you can take the Joey out and it can jump around with its <laughs> mum. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you very much for tuning into our M&M edition of Afternoon Delight. As always, if you want to get in contact with us, you can head to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page or email lolly at ocrfm.org.au. Thanks for uh, coming in today, Jesse. No. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Yes, I did. <laughs> Wasn't too bad. No. You tried a few different M M&M and M flavors now. Yes. Yeah. And Mr. Max, thank you very much. That's okay. We'll catch you again next week to do it all again from three p.m. on afternoon delight. Until then, bye bye. See ya. See ya. Gonna find my baby. Gonna hold her tight. Gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right While waiting till the middle of a cold, dark night When everything's a little clearer in the light of day Then you know the night is always gonna be there anyway Thinking of you's working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight Afternoon delight